Hey y'all, it's your favorite host, and I wanted to just pop in here to say, uh, if you're enjoying the show uh, and you'd like to give us some support, the best way to do that is through Patreon. Uh, I've launched the Patreon with a couple of tiers. There's a $3 tier, which gives you access to the Discord, and you come hang out with uh, me and the other friends inside of that, uh, and just kind of talk the show, talk a bunch of different nerd stuff. And then there is a, another tier, an $8 tier, uh, where you can get early access to episodes ad-free. Um, you will also get free access to all uh, micro-RPGs that I create in the future. Yeah, so again, uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, if you'd like to give additional support, that's one way to do it. Another great way to do it is just, you know, go on to whatever platform you're listening to and rate the podcast, subscribe, uh, follow, leave a review if you can. Um, those things really help gain visibility for the show, and it is always greatly appreciated. Link is in the description. Thank you so much, and back to the episode. Welcome to the Secret Nerd Podcast, where we think everyone should play tabletop RPGs and give you some reasons why. Today is very cool. We have uh, Galarian's best backup clown in the building. And if you don't understand that reference, then you need to go listen to Maker's Misfits podcast. Uh, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, I am Zach. I am one of the members of Maker's Misfits. I play as Naz. I am a backup clown. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm also a rogue and a, a goblin nice yeah on, on there and i've been playing with those guys for a while so. yeah that's awesome man um well you know having joe on uh, he did kind of uh, talk a little bit about about a lot of your guys's upbringing but um if you want to just go ahead from your perspective like you know um how did you how do you feel like your story started when it came to getting into nerd stuff oh man um well i feel like it all started um, well, growing up, we played a lot of video games, yeah. me and my brother and stuff like that. When I was listening to, uh, to Joe's episode, I thought it was funny. I, both you guys kind of had the same sentiment of, uh, D and D is kind of like the, the real stepping point <laughs> yeah. of like, Oh yeah, there's some nerds. Kind of thing. <laughs> and for a while I was like pretty apprehensive to, to playing it. Cause as if people listen to Joe's episode, he mentioned uh, Nathan and Nathan, was a person that we just like all kind of congregated to his house. Yeah. And a lot of times uh, growing up, it was like kind of like the scapegoat for me where I was like, oh, I'm going to Nathan's house. But like, I would not go to Nathan's house and just like <laughs> do a bunch of other random stuff that I yeah. shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of like in and out a lot. And a lot of the times um, they kind of started uh, playing D&D. From what I remember, I remember asking them about D&D just like randomly. Yeah, because it was something that I've always heard about, and I'm always I'm just like a curious person. So I was like, hey, I never like actually played it or seen it. 
Yeah. But like, have you guys ever played it? And none of them were like, no, we are. I mean, and all of them were like, no, we never played it. So then I was like, yeah, I think we should try and play it. But I never played from that point on. <laughs> um, so it was just like a, something that I seen them doing. And all of them, I seen them all like really enjoy it. But I was super apprehensive. I was yeah. like, I don't want to play that. Yeah. That's like super over my head still is <laughs> and i was like i i'm fine i really don't want to play but like they were playing for hours yeah. on end and eventually i was like you know what maybe i just gotta <laughs> i gotta bite the bullet yeah i'm an i'm a, a like low-key nerd but high key yeah uh well all your friends so, are gone so, for five six hours you're like well, what the fuck like <laughs> yeah exactly and i was just like watching tv watching some random obscure movie or something yeah and and eventually they kind of like helped me out uh, with the char- with uh, creating a character. Then I finally created a character. And then like got like super wrapped into it. And and even though I'm, I feel like I'm still there's a lot for me to learn. Still, they all of them get pretty uh, pissed off about my lack of understanding. But I think that's enjoyable. Yeah, uh, part of part of the character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think sometimes um, you know I'm definitely a person that loves the rules and I get obsessed about certain stuff. So I jump in and like, I, I want to try to know all the things. Um, but some of those games, you know, Pathfinder 2E, for instance, there's so many rules there's so many conditions. There's so many feats and skill feats and general feats. And I love that, but it's also a lot to keep up with. It's a lot to keep up with. If you're the GM, it's also a lot to keep up with if you're a player who's into that system. So I definitely understand. Yeah. And, and I think, not not that I want to like give myself the excuse, yeah. But I thought it would be interesting having me play it, you know, as we record it uh, from the perspective of somebody who's never played D and D ever, yeah. You know, so that's that's who I have in my head for of whoever's listening, yeah. Um, there's somebody who's like has like little to no understanding, or only their only reference point is probably like Stranger Things, yeah. So they're like, what the hell is all this stuff? And like, this guy is a backup clown? Like, sure, <laughs> let's just roll with it, you know? So they, they that's their understanding. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But but yeah, there's a lot of rules. There's a lot to come that goes with that. I really need to yeah. understand a little bit more. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot to that um, to be said about like that setup because I was just so confused for so long. And then, like you said, you know, not really knowing the rules and just kind of playing a character um outside of it you know i'm playing this goblin rogue you're just playing your character naz and so it's like well now we're just learning about the character but i'm like you know that pathfinder brain is still like well what the fuck are you playing though <laughs> <laughs> no trust me I'll, I'll, a lot of them were like zach the listeners are gonna get pissed yeah <laughs> and i said that that's that's gonna suck <laughs> <laughs> no i definitely wasn't pissed but i was like i'm fucking i'm real curious about this um but yeah <laughs> No, that's funny. So they kind of like double down. Yeah, yeah. Just keep bit. going. Just push it. Um, <laughs> so was playing for the podcast the first time that you played? Then no. Okay. Uh, the first time I played, uh, like, were you part of that Emerald couple, Spire campaign and stuff like that? Yeah. Okay. I was. I. I. In the more I um, I played play D anD D or Pathfinder, mm-hmm. the more I started realize realize that's like, oh, I, I just like really like to be a character. Yeah. Um. All the other stuff, and I like like. Uh, the dynamic of that I could add mm-hmm. to it, usually some kind of chaotic something. Yeah. Um, so in the beginning, I was part of the Emerald Spire, and I, <laughs> I like, uh, like unbeknownst to me, made a character like a solid snake. Um, <laughs> nice. He's like he was a gun, he was a gunslinger, yeah. and he 
and I, I don't know what it was, but all the all the roles that I was doing, I was like killing everything. Every, people got, started getting like really annoyed of like my character just coming in out of the shadows, yeah. like shooting everything and just like dipping off. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly, yeah. don't even know how to play. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. So that was the first time I played. Um, then I I made a co I played a other a couple other campaigns with them too. I made a robot in one of them. Hmm. Made another one that's uh, that was a journalist. I forget. I'm, I'm so bad with <laughs> yeah all, with that, all the campaigns yeah. that we did. But we did a lot of random ones. Then we kind of like stopped them. But like it's still ongoing. You know, I'm sure yeah you've had the same experience. They're like, oh, this new book just came out. Let's try this out. You know, and it's like been running with it. Then a new book comes out. They're like, oh, let's try this one. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's cool, man. Um, so what was it like for you, you know, growing up in Sacramento then? Um, I I think it was like pretty similar to Joe's experience a little bit. Um, but at a certain point, it kind of like branched off into something else. Yeah. Because um, we all went to the same Catholic elementary school. Mm-hmm. I was there from kindergarten to seventh grade. Yeah. Uh, eighth grade, I told my mom. No, in seventh grade, I told my mom I don't want to like stay there anymore. Yeah. Um, this it's like I feel like it's the dynamic of everything was just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, just being older, being around people that you've been around for like that that amount of time. Yeah, and there's only like thirty people in the, in the classroom. Um, and I and I knew I wasn't going to be going to a, a Catholic high school, so I just want, I didn't want to like just go from Catholic elementary just to. Just high straight school, to high school, in yeah. That sense, yeah, yeah. That sounded that sounded crazy, and I think, and I thought the education was pretty lackluster. Gotcha. Um, in retrospect, yeah. I, of course, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's like a twelve-year-old wasn't like yeah. the education, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I took, oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, mom, this religion class is not it. Mm. Um, so from seventh grade, I went to a public school uh, called Sam Brandon in in Sacramento, and it was like like legitimately a culture shock yeah it went from like 30 people in the class to like a school full of like 500 600 people mm. yeah and i was like i didn't know anybody and i just i legitimately had no idea what to do yeah. and luckily i kind of like figured out how to like navigate that kind of social dynamic whatever um what was that school, uh, was the public school more diverse or was it similarly um, I think Sac- to me, Sacramento is a very much like a melting pot. All right, where are you from? New Mexico. New Mexico? Uh, okay. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, sure, a lot, a lot of Mexicans over there. Yeah, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm black and Mexican, so I grew up with that kind of duality yeah. of two different cultures, you know, being perceived one way and, and growing up a certain way. So yeah. Like, this is confusing. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So, so elementary school, it was, to me, I thought it was pretty diverse looking back because it was only like primarily or not primarily predominantly Filipino. Yeah. And Filipinos come in like a lot of different shades and colors. Really. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of Mexican people, uh, a couple of black kids in every, every, every class and not a lot of white people, I think. Yeah. At least from what I remember. Uh, but from that school to the public school that had like 500, 600 people, um, I, I'd say it was almost the same. Okay. 
with the amount of people that were like as kind of diverse a little bit. Yeah. Uh, not to say that I didn't experience any kind of like, you know, any kind of racism or discrimination or anything like that. Um, which was totally the case, especially in high school. Yeah. Which I, which I think is probably worse really. Cause from other people's experiences, I remember some, some teacher asked one of my friends, she got into class late and I didn't know me and Joe were going to have a similar story, but, <laughs> um, she got into class late and the teacher, it was like a geography class, super just random, not even necessary and no context to the question he was going to ask. He asked her if if her dad was in jail. This like black girl, just randomly, like out of no, just randomly. Jesus Christ! And, uh, yeah, <laughs> and and of course in uh, class everybody was kind of even then people were like, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, no, that's wrong. Weird. Yeah, like, why are you asking this, dude? Um, but stuff like that, or <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's blatant. super yeah. weird, it's kind yeah, of strange. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but as far as like growing up or anything like that, I think I felt like it was very much kind of a bubble a little bit, oh, yeah. especially with my family mm-hmm. and also with my friends of Nathan and, and Joe and all of them. Yeah. Very much like very nerdy, mm-hmm. but also just like just ourselves too. Um, and you, and you're yeah. related to another member of Chris. Chris. Okay. Is yeah, that your Chris, brother? Yeah, Chris is my cousin. cousin. Okay. Cousin. Yeah. It's yeah. my cousin. Nice. Um, so I I was kind of just like friend by adjacent yeah uh, for a while so I was like because Chris used to also live down the street from me so I'd always just go to his house then Nathan was there and they would always go to Nathan so I was kind of there going to Nathan's yeah just, and especially during in high school when when I was like kind of I wouldn't say in and out the streets because that sounds ridiculous yeah but that but like ripping and running yeah I guess um, being a kid yeah. For sure. And so do you feel like it's just something that you had like different interests or were you just trying to, not trying to, but like, were you just kind of um, rebelling against like becoming a nerd or do you think it was like any kind of just different friends or. I think, I think I just have like a lot of interest and just in general. Um, I think, I I think what it really is, is that I'm just like, really just a nerd yeah like just a geek it's like i just like love information yeah and like love to understand things and love to know the process of certain things yeah so that goes for almost anything movies music uh it's like any kind of artsy creative thing yeah. that kind of like feeds like that part of my brain i'm like super into which kind of like goes hand in hand with like that kind of nerd culture kind of thing yeah i feel yeah so do you feel like um, you, because uh, I know like for myself, I did this a lot um, where I would kind of go to different groups and almost like vicariously experience stuff by watching them do stuff or listening to those stories and just be like, I would never do this, but that is fascinating that you just think that this is okay or normal or whatever. And just like, um, you know what I mean? And and similarly, like kind because I jumped around a lot. Um, sometimes you can end up in some of those like, you know, uh, dangerous adjacent situations where it's like, I probably shouldn't be around this, but like, I kind of just want to see how this <laughs> should play out. <laughs> I kind of want to know what's, what's the outcome, you know, from this situation. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. And I think that's just like a curious part of your yeah. brain, you yeah. know, where I'm like, and, and, and I think I like to be, just like, uh, be myself. Like, for example, I remember, 
some some kid in high school, and I don't, I hate, I hate, uh, what would be a good word? I don't like the word ghetto. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what else, what other word to use, He's but doing some hood shit. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> that kind of kid, uh, was like talking to me and he wanted to use my MP3 player. I didn't have an iPod at the time. Yeah. I had an MP3 player, like from, from Marshall. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like super tiny. Had like a ton of songs on it. Yeah. Um, he asked me if I could, uh, if I could use his. No, he asked me if he could use my MP3 player for like you know, a period or something like that. Yeah. Um, and he took it, and like the, the the next period that I seen him, he was like, kind of like, what the fuck was that? Like, this is not the kind of music <laughs> I anticipated you to like like because he's, like, he's like making fun of me for like listening to daft punk yeah know? yeah i was like i was like i don't know why you're making fun of me yeah this, this is a great this is a great album yeah <laughs> so i always had like that yeah kind of thing but uh but i've always been in a very similar situation of just like kind of just curious about other people and just kind of like going with the flow i guess yeah. and just like end up being in a situation where i'm like wait a second I don't think this is good. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, I kind of, uh, I did something similar, like I, cause I always just grew up listening to a bunch of different stuff and, and some of it was, you know, uh, hip hop, R and B and things like that. And, and a lot of it was other stuff and different kinds of rock and things like that. And I remember when I first moved into the city, um, that was the first time that I had seen like as a, an adolescent, I should say, it was the first time that I had seen a bunch of black people. So like, you know, we all used to hang out in the fucking concourse, whatever it's called, the courtyard. Um, and uh, I remember just having my headphones like around my neck and my friend was like, Hey, what do you listen to? And like, try to grab it. And I was like, nah, <laughs> it's just nothing. Like I got nothing on. And it's like, <laughs> scary kids scaring kids or some shit like that like you know yeah. <laughs> i was like i don't i don't think you're gonna like this so yeah <laughs> like, i don't think you're gonna like mm-hmm. Mark. No. yeah it was so funny i remember this like later on in high school or probably my senior year so I, there tend to be like you know kind of groups of people kind of like kind of emo kind of yeah. people then like hood people all those kind of type of uh, stereotypical people that you might see in movies or something like that yeah and I remember seeing this like rocker girl or whatever in my class totally looked the part of like, I guess at the time, like Zoomies esque. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like blasting her music. And like she was like, I knew all the music she was playing. I was like, this is what she listens yeah. to? I love that yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. I love me some freaking Limp Biscuit, you know? I was, just like, I was like super i was like really yeah that's what you listen to yeah <laughs> i remember you know and that has always been kind of um a situation for myself and, and and you know maybe you're late like part of the reason why i called it secret nerd is just because that like identity shift of like i look a certain way and people expect what i look like to be whatever it is right but same thing you know okay. like you um Cause that kind of girl was a girl that I was like attracted to back in high school and stuff. You know what I mean? But I also was <laughs> yeah, like yeah. this, uh, black dude that didn't have like nail polish on and like all black clothes <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? Like I didn't look like an emo kid or whatever. So it's just like in that same sense of like, well, we have a lot of things in common. They just assumed that I was different because of the way that I looked. 
Oh yeah, you know. Oh, so yeah. I know exactly what you mean. <clears throat> but it was just I, like, I honestly feel my find myself in a lot of situations like that to this day. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so you know, I think a lot of that, um, especially, starts to come into play as you get into high schools. And when you were in high school, do you feel like you still, um, you know, presented the same way? You were still like, I'm nerdy. I don't give a shit. I'm, this is who I am. Um, I don't think so. I think I definitely try to keep it a little hush hush yeah. a little bit um <clears throat> but mm, yeah i'd probably say probably, that. Yeah. I, I think it's just more it's more so just past probably like a couple years yeah being more comfortable with the like for example i was doing a, another podcast i was doing the audio i was uh like kind of like, i guess produced not i guess i was the producer <laughs> uh for a podcast I was doing in Chicago, okay, uh, for for a local artist, he's a muralist, mm-hmm. and I was talking to him about just different other podcasts that I do too, and I told him about the D and D one, yeah, and he's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah, and and I was like, kind of like, "Nah, this is what I do with my friends, like, and it's super fun." Like, yeah, I think you should do it too, but you know. I feel like you might be in the same mindset I was when uh, back then to be apprehensive. Like, I don't know about that yeah. nerd shit. Yeah. I, know. yeah. I mean, I think, like, yeah. Missing out. Yeah. You're missing out. Cause it's a lot of fun and everybody enjoys it. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I think I was playing, uh, I used to play rugby and um, there was one guy on the team that openly talked about it. Um, and he like specifically looked the part of what you expect somebody who plays D and D to <laughs> and and so when he talked about it, I just was like, "Quiet, I'm not gonna talk about it." And then I stopped playing rugby for a little bit. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna back you up, man. I'm sorry." Um, <laughs> and then when I started, like, what a loser! I know, yeah, God, that guy's awful. Only a loser would play that. Um, and here I am, like, man, I wish he'd DM for me. Um, <laughs> and so, funny enough, like I stopped playing rugby for a while, I, and. Uh, um, I was like, couldn't find anybody to run a game. And I was like, well, I, you know, I still have his info. I'll just hit him up. And um, he's like, no, I can't. Like, I have full group or whatever. And I was like, okay, cool, no problem. And then I think I ended up going back to play rugby. And everybody's like, dude, what the fuck, Navar? You're a dungeon master? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, that's yep. another guy. All right, cool. I'm not coming back to practice this week. Thanks, guys. <laughs> that's hilarious go find yourself a new wing you fuckheads um yeah so it's just one of those things like you know um there's still in in a lot of those environments it's still you know just not something that uh is specifically cool and i mean whatever like obviously i love it i decided to make a podcast all about ttrpgs so um but yeah it's just one of those things you you got to kind of grow to that point where you feel okay doing it so and I think the biggest thing for not not only for D and D, but just for any kind of um, just represent like visual representation. Yeah. Um, like if I seen somebody that looked like me play a game like that, yeah, I probably would have been more open to it. Yeah, because everybody has a, that kind of idea, nerdy kind of mm-hmm. quote unquote nerdy yeah. person who plays something like that, but. And it's usually never black, right? Yeah, I would, I would never. That would never even pop up in my head. Yeah, um, back then, right? 
Um, but now I'm like, no, I think it's important to yeah. like show my face in that sense of like, this is, this is what somebody looks like that plays this game. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, would be more welcoming, at least to me. Um, no nope. people that are like a little apprehensive that in the same place that I was at some point. Yeah, for sure. And that was a big thing when I was like making the logo for the podcast, I initially was just like, you know, there wasn't a like cartoon picture on there or anything like that. It was just, you know, D 20 and some stuff. And I was like, man, I really want to have something on there that shows like, this is a person of color. Like, I think, um, because you're right, like it, it really does make a difference. I mean, up until streams started happening, we weren't seeing anybody playing it other than like if you went into your local game store and, you know, the kids sitting down playing Warhammer or whatever or Magic Gathering, like that's who you <laughs> that's who you saw playing those games. Do you know how to play Warhammer? I don't. No, I've never. It looks badass. Yeah. <laughs> looks, looks like a lot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's so much, such an investment. Yeah, for sure. I digress. Yeah, no, no, you're fine. Yeah, you know, I would absolutely play if, like, somebody was like, "Hey, you want to come try it out or whatever?" I'd play. It'd be, it's one of those games where, like, I will play this, but I don't. I wouldn't go into like I'm gonna learn how to play this game so I can run it for somebody else. Like that's just too much. Um, Pathfinder, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll definitely jump in and figure <clears> out how to play this. And there's a lot of games like that, but Warhammer is one of those ones I'm like, I'll just show up with my measuring tape and you can just tell me what the hell I need to do. <laughs> I know you and, measure, and, that's that, and, the, and that's the kind of it's a, basically it's the same brain that that I'm working with was like oh I've never heard about D and I wonder what that's like yeah. and the same thing with Warhammer now where I'm like looking it up on YouTube and looking up pieces and all that kind of stuff and I heard it's like very strategic yeah um, and I'm like that sounds great yeah <laughs> like what do I need to do <laughs> to play this freaking game yeah for sure um, there's a, a YouTuber um, uh, the cosmonaut variety show and um like the main guy of the show is this guy named marcus and he's a, another black nerd and i mean he's got millions of of uh of uh, subscribers and stuff and he does he did a video on D and he did a video on warhammer and just like watching it i was still like this is so weird because it's like he was the way he was explaining it and people just go watch the damn video because i'm gonna probably butcher this but it's like you could just put pieces together and just like these are your powers now. And I'm like, well, you'd fucking make shit up. Like, how do you know the stats? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. It is no. Yeah. So, but I'm one of those people. Like, I I have to, I have to see it, but I also have to do it to really learn it. Um, you know, it oh, takes that kinetic right. learning to like, okay, now it's going to sit in. Because um, I can I can read a rule book, but until I start playing it, it's not going to really stick with me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, you know, I mean, that's, as I was saying, like with the advent of, of streams and stuff like that, now we have this, um, this viewership, but then you, you know, um, it's still such a new thing, even though we're a few years in now to where there is representation, but it's still, we're still working towards getting, um, that same level of like, uh, infinite or uh not infinite but um immediate recognition of like oh okay yeah this is so and so like people who kind of know what D is probably know what critical role is but they probably don't know some of these other um people of color's names you know what i mean and so um yeah. it's still you know we're still working towards getting in that direction and myself included like the first i found was critical role and i was like oh, okay yeah this is cool um 
And, uh, and when I finally came back to it, I was like, okay, yeah, like Travis Willingham, he's like a big dude. You know what I mean? Like a big, yeah, yeah. he's a jock dude. Like he loves football and, and I'm like, okay, so that's like the person I relate to. Um, mm-hmm. and similarly with yeah. like the glass cannon podcast, it's all white dudes, but they're like, they're banters about like sports and action movies. And you know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, I like these, you know, this level of masculinity to a certain extent is something that I identify with. So even though they don't represent what I look like, I can still, you know, I understand this part of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, oh, I get that. Yeah. And now we're, you know, as it continue to branch out, you, you can find more stuff, you know, like you guys and, um, you know, so it's just cool to see that situation. Yeah. 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 Because it was this, I, I remember, and Joe's probably going to kill me for this. <laughs> or, or everybody in my group. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'll take the heat. <laughs> I remember it was two, and I still have the, the Discord, um, what is it? Like messages of it? Yeah. Because I remember this is like, I was working in Sacramento at the time. I live in Chicago now, but I was working in Sacramento at the time, listening to a ton of podcasts. I was never really into D and D podcasts. Joe was the probably Joe and Nathan. I'm not sure if anybody else yeah. in the group like dove deep into it, but I know Joe definitely was like notes first. Yeah, at first notes first, whatever. <laughs> yes, yeah. just dove in super heavy into it into D and D podcasts. But I was listening to podcasts in general, mm-hmm. a bunch of movie ones, a bunch of like ones about uh, art stuff, just consuming as much as I can at the time when I was working. And I remember playing with, with the guys like in person. I was like, that'd be so cool if you like, re- record this. And I was like, oh, it was, this is 2017. <laughs> and I was like, I was telling everybody to get a microphone so we could all record it. Yeah. No, it was happening. <laughs> And, and I did try to record everybody uh, using one of the uh, plugins, mm-hmm. and I, it recorded, but it sucked. Yeah, They're like the recording sucked. Was, there's no organization, there's no anything. Yeah, it just, it just sucked. So then when Joe came around, like four or five years later, he's like, "Let's let's record this." <laughs> like, <I'm> like, <laughs> I was like, great idea. Yeah, cool. Cool, man. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I already bought my mic, but yeah, sounds good. <laughs> but for whatever reason, it just like all the, the stars aligned. Yeah. And everybody was like just as gun ho about it. Uh and just worked out. Yeah. And I think it was for the for the better, really. Um but I think I forget what I, what the main point of this Yeah, I mean just about. you know, making those uh uh diverse uh podcasts um yeah yeah but yeah i mean yeah yeah and i think you know and you know maybe looking back you probably imagine yourselves you know four years younger making a podcast you know do you think you'd still be happy with the outcome um now you know what i mean definitely not yeah so knowledge was not there not there at all yeah as far as recording everything and trying to like mix everything yeah knowledge is not there yeah um but yeah that was that was the main reason why i I even had that thought because i was like you know what like we're all people of color like and when you think of D, you don't think of people of color yeah that'd be kind of tight yeah and i think it's still cool yeah for sure yeah i mean you know i think it's uh um 
it's definitely something that's going to help change. And I think, you know, you guys are playing Pathfinder 2E, which like that seems to be on the rise too now. And uh, uh, as much as I enjoy playing D&D, like I love jumping in people's things. They're like, I wish I could do this in D&D. And I'm like, you could if you just played Pathfinder 2nd Edition. <laughs> Not that you asked, but um, yeah, that exists already. Mouth, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and people are like, wow, I'll get, check that out. <laughs> Like I know, um, and but not just myself. Like there's a lot of people out there doing that, um, obviously. And um, you know, I think that there's it's it's going to be one of those things. Like they're the two titans of fantasy tabletop. So, um, how did you get started playing? I got started what playing. You? Um, well, I actually had a roommate when I lived in Kentucky, um, who he was. Uh, I want to say he was, I don't know, he was biracial for sure. And, uh, and he played with all these, you know, older white dudes and oh, really? we, he never talked about it. Like we, we played at the time we were still gamers. So like we would, you know, back then when I had less responsibilities, like playing, um, like world of Warcraft from like Friday all the way to Sunday. Oh, you're a wow player. Ugh, not really. I tried. I really did try. <laughs> I, people that people love wow. Like, I, I don't get it. Just, despite the graphics. Yeah. It's just super. So I, I did the same thing. I yeah. was like, I, I was like, everybody loves this game. I yeah. want to check it out. I tried to play it. And I was like, these graphics are terrible. Yeah. Like, well, and it's just so repetitive. Just cool. like, uh, all right, cool. So I, I just went and killed eight of those things and I'll run back to this place, I guess. And then my buddy was just like, just finding gear and selling it for a higher price. And that was like the whole thing he did for 12 hours straight. And I'm like, dude, like this, none of this appeals to me. Like <laughs> none of this appeals to me. So I'm done. Oh, by the way, you mentioned uh, dark souls. Yeah. In Joe's podcast. I'm one of the players that play dark souls. Yeah. Yeah. See get the, yeah. Get the idea of like who I am. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> a little uh, crazy. Right. Yeah. A little crazy. Uh, I mean, I like, I've never beaten a dark souls game. Um, you know, I, I enjoy, like, I enjoy the challenge of, you know, having to like actually become skilled at a game. I think that's fun. Um, but I also, I really beat games cause I get, um, bored after a certain time. So, or, I, or I just don't want to finish it and know, like, I don't want to have to deal with it ending and then it being done. So I just put it away. It's so, like, I haven't finished like, it. So it's just like there. super meat boy or like cuphead. <clears throat> I haven't played those. I'm not yeah. a big 2D gamer. I think you should try those out. I know. If, I, you, like it, if you like challenge, yeah, I think you should try it out. Yeah, I know that those are um, games that people love. I just it's something that I've just never gotten into. Like, but lame. Yeah. So sorry. No. As, as you were saying, you're yeah. playing with your friend. And so yeah. Movies. So he. Uh, um, so he's like, hey, you know, I'm playing D and D. I had only really heard of it once before, and I was like, oh, that sounds cool. And he showed me the book, and I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Because I I've always been a fantasy fiction um, reader, and you know, uh, I, that's a, a genre that I want to write in eventually. Excuse me. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna be a ranger for sure. Like I knew immediately. And then he was like, all right, check out all these different classes and. 3.5 was out so they had um the shifter class and i was like yeah that's i'm gonna be a werewolf basically uh and so but we only got to play a few sessions and it's um, a no-brainer yeah for sure <laughs> like i don't remember exactly what level i know it was fairly low it could have been like third level um 
uh, I remember just, you know, I had like studded leather armor and a long sword and a short sword and a bow. And I remember a couple combats, but like, you know, I moved before we could continue playing for a long time. And then, oh. yeah. So when I came back, I mean, this is you know, way pre uh, like discord and, you know, playing on streams and stuff like that, or, you know, playing um, uh, online um, with your friends. This is like 2008. And when I came back, um, you know, I was almost 21. So I was like, you know, in my party phase and hanging out with my friends. And like, I didn't really think about it for a while. And when I tried to play again, all my friends were busy. Most of my friends had kids much younger than I did. And they're like, there's no way, dude. And I'm like, there's a way you're just, you'd rather play video games. I get it. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Uh, And so, um, and then, you know, it wasn't until 2019 where I was like, I'm going to try again. I've got to try. And that's kind of how it all came about. So, Oh wow. So it's kind of fresh. Yeah. A a lot of it. Yeah. 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 It's been something that's been in my mind and um, I've always been sort of adjacent to it. Like I always play RPG games of like the Witcher, Skyrim, stuff like that. But um, yeah, but jumping into the actual tabletop realm has been fairly new. And uh, until I could find players, podcasts was how I was able to like vicariously live that experience. You know what I mean? And so, um, but yeah, it's just been one of those things of just like, well, shit, and I just, you know, how do I get into it? And then I wanted to make a actual play podcast. And I was like, well, I can't even get my friends to commit to playing consistent games and myself. Like I have, you know, my family, I can't, I, I don't necessarily think I could commit to playing like every Thursday night at this time, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And my wife be like, yeah, that's fine. No big deal. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you think, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so I, uh, so I was like, well, this is, you know, a way that I can at least engage with the community, you know, possibly do something positive and, you know, I mean, at least be a part of it and get to talk to people about, you know, their experiences with this stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. That's such a cool, that's, that's a cool, I like where this is going. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, it's been, it's been a lot of fun, you know, we can kind of talk about your, your character and, and what you guys are doing now, um, uh, without giving like too much spoilers. Um, you play this, uh, uh, goblin rogue. What was it? Uh, what was it that inspired you to, to kind of create that character? Um, <laughs> it was really from a picture. Okay. I seen a picture of, of like this, uh, I want to say like this, this, 19 like 40s like black and the white really kind of uh kind of like midget clown okay on google somehow i don't know how i can <laughs> this image. i seen this image it was like a super kind of the the mood of the of the photo was very uh dark yeah and i was like i want to be that guy <laughs> Because he, he's like a midget, and he has like, uh, uh, and he has like face paint on, yeah. And he's like smoking a cigarette, and he's like, and there's like a bunch of kids around him, and he just like looks like he's not having a good time. Yeah, he's not, yeah. And I was like, I was like, I want to be this guy. <laughs> so I picked the closest thing to him that in my head, yeah, that would like represent who that character was. So nice. I was like, yeah, it kind of looks like very just like love about life like, like, like rogue because he looks like he stabbed somebody <laughs> quickly 
Um, so, um, <laughs> did you tell Joe before you decided to do it that you were going to introduce the lighter portion of your of your character? Uh, I I forget when I did that. I, I don't I don't know if I it was. I'm I, I'm telling you, it's really just about the character. that's, yeah. that's all I've been thinking about mostly. Because when in that in the first episode, or I the think it was episode, the first. Yeah. Like I remember, I was like, "Oh, I, I want to have like a cigarette. Like I have to like embody this character that I've seen." So when I did the performance, I had a lighter just like on my desk at the time. Yeah, and I don't even I don't even smoke, but <laughs> I had the lighter, and I was like, "This is so good. Like, yeah. I have to continue this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as a character, as like a person, I think it's pretty good. As a character, as an, as an um, utilizing. Being a rogue, terrible. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying to do better. There's been a couple times after we play and uh, Nathan or somebody else is like, Zach, you know, you could have done X, Y, and Z. I was like, well. Nah, whatever. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if you listened to the uh, the episode where I stabbed a goat. Mm-hmm. But I thought. Yeah. I, I thought that. <laughs> yeah, I did. Because <laughs> a lot of them give me crap, and I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I need to be a little uh, spontaneous here, keep everybody on their toes. Yeah, let's stab this goat. Yeah, I mean, I think there's honestly a lot to be said about, um, you know, just playing characters that don't like you're not out there to min max. You're not out there to like optimize how your character is being played. Um, you know, I think that's one of those things that for me sometimes listening to actual play shows can kind of break that immersion of like, Oh, well, um, I'm not going to get my sneak attack damage. So I guess I'll just do something else. Like if your character was actually in this combat, you wouldn't be thinking like, how do I, Oh shit. Like, it's just like, no, like you're, you're firing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're taking that shot. You're, you know, you're trying to sneak up and attack that person, whatever it is. So um, sometimes I think not playing to that optimization portion of it actually makes for better immersion because it's just like well this character is chaotic like (laughs) you may not like it it may mess with you know what you think the game is supposed to happen but now we have this insane story beat and you're just like but okay yep shit all right that's that's what we're doing no yeah and i and i'm i I like to think i add that dynamic to the game or to, to the group and i'm sure other people do too yeah um only because of my lack of understanding, uh, where I'm like, uh, yeah, sure, uh huh. There, there was one campaign where I was a robot and and um, Elmer was also a robot, and we were both driving a car, <clears throat> and we were both like, our intelligence was like, it's so low, yeah, like so so low, and we ended up just like crashing the car, and it's like screwing everything up, yeah. It was so hilarious, but nobody else thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but that's what i mean like and i think you know players who are new to the games especially um don't realize a lot of that stuff because it's like maybe you know you just got brought in and it's like hey just make a character i'll walk you through it like as we play and then they're like well shit can i do this thing you're like nobody's ever tried it but fuck yeah let's do it roll some dice yeah. <laughs> you know and i think that that uh it really does create a fun dynamic because I think in the base of it, like, okay, it's a tabletop role-playing game. So 
you, you come in like, yeah, we're going to roll dice and that's going to affect some of the things, but you're playing this role. So just have fun playing the role. Um, and when the only restriction is that for people, then it's like, okay, cool. Well, yeah. I'll just try some stuff, I guess. Um, and then when you get into like the port where you're now you've been playing for X, Y, Z years, or you've played this many sessions and you're like, oh yeah, I know I have to do this thing first to get this thing and this thing and this thing. Um, then you're just, you know, setting up optimization to be the fastest killer, you know, as opposed to, mm -hmm. to playing it well. So when, when you usually play, do you like to be DM or? Um, I like both. I love being a player character. Um, like that's one thing I've never been able to be a player character so far in Pathfinder second edition. I've made NPCs that I've like had fight along with, uh, my friends, but like, mm -hmm. no, I don't keep them in, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But yeah, I I mean I love being a DM just because I love like creating the helping to create a large part port, excuse me, a large part of the story and adding in mystery and setting up story beats and you know what I mean, um creating these hooks for the players to be like, shit, I can't wait till we play again next time. Like to me that's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um our last session uh that we had for our home game um one of my players, they're in the Moenge Expanse because um, I just got that new uh, source book for Pathfinder 2E. Mm -hmm. And so we're playing in this coastal town and she's like, I want to find the craziest looking seafood. And I was like, okay, roll the dice. And she rolled it high and I was like, all right, um, cool. So, and then I just like had to figure out, like make up these crazy seafood dishes. And um mm -hmm. I was improving the whole thing. And, you know, at, at the end, she's like, oh my God, like that was such a cool experience. You know what I mean? To like go through that and feel like I actually, she's like, I need to make this dish now. And I'm like, I wouldn't. Cause I don't know if that's actually going to taste good. <laughs> See, as the DM, I can say these combination of things will taste good and you oh, accept it because okay, it's, okay. you know what I mean? Um, but I don't know if it's going to taste good or not. So <laughs> No, I don't um, recommend it. Yeah, don't recommend doing it. Um, because I made like a seafood uh dessert almost, some kind of like weird seafood pastry. I know, yeah. Sounds awful, but maybe, the way I described maybe it, maybe it just really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, ooh, ice yeah. cream and lobster. Yeah. So to answer your question, there is that part that I really enjoy being a DM, but I also love to just kick back, play a character, and you know, develop that specific character story too. So yeah, what about you? Have you ever DM'd before? Oh God, no, oh, <laughs> no intention. I, 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 people, people probably fight me at the end or something. This probably get so frustrated with me. I don't. <laughs> uh, well, <clears throat> I think if I if I were to do something like that, I would have to like dedicate myself to it, like yeah, hundred percent, and like really understand like the nooks and crannies of it. Yeah, uh, it'll, it'll probably take a while for me to research it for me to feel comfortable enough just to do something like that with a group of people. Yeah, um, let alone with my friends. Oh my yeah. god, they'll probably they'll probably kill me. Like, Zach, what the fuck are you doing? Ah! Um, I mean, but you know, it might be good just to do like a one shot. You know what I mean? And just have that situation. I maybe it sounds crazy, but honestly, just here's a you know an hour of bs like role play stuff that we're doing and then one encounter and then you're done 
And then, so even if it's crazy at the end, it's just like, well, cool. That was, that was an experience. Now we can move on. (laughs) I usually don't get nervous, but that makes me nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But maybe I should try it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that you never know until you do it. Um, Because that, that energy that you bring might be as a DM, something that, you know, where as a character, maybe your friends feel like this could be disruptive as the GM. It's like, holy shit, like this is a crazy, I never expected to be able to do this or to, you know, try to figure this kind of situation out. Um, I know for myself, like uh, becoming a DM to me almost felt like a necessity because it was like, I wanted to play. And the guy I convinced to be our DM, he, he had stuff going on. And so he just couldn't do it at the time. Um, and there was a couple of weeks like that where I was like, I mean, might as well just throw together a one shot, like at the very least, you know, then the, the people who are available can just play the game. And then yeah. we didn't, you know, waste a Saturday night of just like none of us are doing, cause this is all, uh, well, I guess this was pre COVID, but, um, when did COVID fucking start? No, it, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, too, too long ago. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was kind of at a time where it was like you know I had the time to do it, and uh, and so we just kept um, playing. But I was like, well, I'm just gonna give it a shot. Um, and it was very much like, oh yeah, you guys just decided to change everything that I had planned for. All right, yeah, cool. No, that I think, <laughs> I think it might be uh, onto something because. The people that I want to see play are probably people that wouldn't play. Mm-hmm. And if I was, and since I've never been DM, GM, yeah, I, I'm I'm just like, oh, you got you you should play, you yeah. should really play. And if I'm able to like provide that service, I guess, yeah, this would be like, hey, do you want to do this for like an hour? I created this character for you already. Like yeah, that? yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, you know, uh, obviously you don't have to do anything, but it's just one of those things like I think, <laughs> do what you want. Um, but I think it's one of those things that, um, you know, that there's really nothing holding you back other than yourself. Right. Um, yeah. and you know, if you don't put the pressure of like recording it or streaming it or anything like that on yourself, then really you're just, you know, having fun and Although the recording and streaming, it sounds even more fun. Yeah. It's like, just to hear. Yeah. That's like, sounds even more chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And I definitely think, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to figure out a way to do a couple one shots, you know, for the show and just kind of, uh, you know, put it out That'd as like really cool. bonus content, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, and especially, you know, there's so many games I want to try. So with new games, my, I'm happy to DM them, but there's so many games like um, the Witcher RPG, Delta Green, um, uh, what are some other ones? Like the Aliens RPG, like things that I just like, The Last Airbender, the new one that just came out on Kickstarter. Um, Yeah. Magpie Games, they're from New Mexico. Yeah. Um, What? A game developing company. Sponsor. (laughs) Potential sponsor. (laughs) I wish. Um, But yeah, so. um, You never know. You'll be surprised. Yeah. A simple DM could go a long way. Yeah, for sure. Um, and hey, look at this. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this whole, you know, a lot of this stuff, like it, it, as crazy as it is, 
yeah, it's just wild. Uh, the people that have reached back to me and have agreed to do these interviews. And um, I really need to figure out like how to calm myself down and stop like, yeah, let's do. So I've been doing like three a week now. Um, that's why I'm putting out. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're doing three of these a week? Yeah, I did one last night. Uh, and then we're doing yours now and I'm doing one tomorrow. Um, but after this, I'm not doing three a week anymore. Um, because how, it's just, how many do you have in, like in the can? Oh, or that haven't away. come out yet. Uh, two, three, four, five. Oh my god! Like six at least, <laughs> six, and for sure another four episodes that are scheduled to record. And you yeah. do all this? You, you probably could cut this out if you feel like it. But do you do all this yourself? Like all, yes. all the editing and everything? Um, yeah, I do have a one of my best friends. He, yeah. It's wild. One of my best friends has been helping me uh, with the edits, but um, I do, I would say nice. 85% of the edits by myself. Yeah. So, but you know, same thing. Like I was just like, okay, we'll start my friends. This, and... this podcast is <laughs> sponsored by Manscaping. <laughs> no, it's not. Don't sue us. Um, <laughs> but I mean, if you're interested, uh, my DMs are open. Um, but yeah, so the, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't even know where we, how we got here, but, um, but yeah, my point being like simple DMs. Yeah. It's just, you know, we get to reach out to people and, and same thing and just be like, you know, um, Hey, if you like the show, let me know. I'm happy to talk to you. I just kind of want to talk about experiences and, um, and a lot of people are super generous and some people don't even read their DMs. Um, and yeah. you know, but right. it's, it's just one of those things right. that just like. I mean, at least the the worst that's going to happen is they just don't respond, right? Um, exactly. So, uh, and I'm not, you know, I always go in and just try to be respectful and, you know, make sure I'm not like, like I always say like, hey, no pressure. Like, if you do it, you do it. If you don't, like, no big deal. I'm not going to like unfollow you or like, this person never. Screenshot. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> shitty. Like, you know, Everybody block just... <laughs> them right now. So just here to create good experiences for everybody, um, tell people stories, you know, uh, diverse stories and, and make it so that, you know, kids like us, when we were growing up where you didn't see this, have a chance to go and say like, you know, Hey, well, you know, maybe you felt like this person has never played these games or whatever, but like you can literally go listen to a li an interview of this kind of person talking about how they played these games. I do you put these up on YouTube? I don't. No, this isn't. Or would you? No. I mean, I yeah. Video streaming just sounds awful. <laughs> really? That sounds like too much pressure. Um, and what? setup. Yeah, and sh yeah, that's another thing. I would be on a stream, but I won't. I won't do the stream. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. It's just one of those things. Like my buddy's like, dude. Well, you have a great voice. Thanks. You look great. Thanks. Oh my! I, you should you should be on YouTube. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that seems like a lot of work. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's just one of those uh, just things. Like, and who knows as this develops? You know what I mean? Um, uh, it'd be nice to to get to a point where as uh, it develops, you have like ten episodes already. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's still <laughs> like it's still a very small thing. You know what I mean? I mean, you probably remember um, the early days of your guys' show where it's just like you know, oh, okay, like 
like Joe said, like we finally got more than our family listening. You know what I mean? And, or now we're at like, yeah, yeah, you know, like now we're at, you know, 30 listeners or whatever, um, per week. And so, um, I, yeah, I do this other podcast for, um, this person in Sacramento financial advisor, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And I, he needed an intro and I did the intro just because he needs somebody to do something. So I have a microphone, I guess I'll do it. Um, then, he released it and it's still something I'm still, still a part of. Mm-hmm. And like, I got a ton of texts out of nowhere, randomly. Yeah. Like, what happens that? Your voice, uh, is this you? Uh, I had no idea that that would even happen. I was just like a thing that I was like, I got, I'll do it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just, and I feel like that's been happening a lot. And I feel like maybe even in your case where it's like, you don't realize the thing that you're doing until I don't know, until you're doing it and until like you take some time to like realize like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, yeah. How many people are listening to this? <laughs> yeah. like, wait, what am I doing again? <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think it's, um, cool. yeah, it is cool. Um, so are you like, do you do production as your job or audio engineering, stuff like that? Or was it just something if you're, if well, you I mentioned I was, I was, I was, um, I really like music. Mm-hmm. And when I was like, 14, 13, uh, one of my cousins showed me how to make music. So okay. I've just been making music ever since. Nice. Not a rapper or anything yeah. like that. I wish I could sing. If I could <laughs> sing, I'd be like, I would love to be like an R&B star. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so I just do like a lot of production. Okay. <clears throat> so like make make beats, make produce a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, so with that knowledge, I kind of got an understanding of audio really. Yeah. Um, then, then, then from that point, just like a lot of trial and error, understanding how that stuff works, kind of taught me how to learn certain things, and just like, oh, I want to put out something on YouTube or SoundCloud or something like that, and like, I need a cover art. Yeah, I don't know anybody that's like a graphic designer, so like, I guess I'll have to download Photoshop <laughs> and had to learn how to use that. Yeah, and then like, so that like that's been my life. I was like. I guess I'll just have to learn <laughs> Blender now because I want this 3D asset. You know, yeah. It's, yeah. it's just like a lot of stuff like that that I just didn't realize I'm actually gaining a lot of knowledge in something that not a lot of people know how to do. Yeah. Um, or willingness to learn something that they don't know. Right. Which I, which is like, that's like my bread and butter. Like I love not knowing something and figuring out how to do it. Yeah. Um, and I, and yeah, so. I guess I, I freelance. Um, okay. Yeah. That kind of, that kind of work, but like my day job is like something completely different. Kind yeah. of. Kind of. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, what about you? Uh, I, my normal job is super boring and, uh, I just, you know, I just do, um, like administrative stuff. Um, I had a different right. job. I, I used to actually be an operations manager for a company and, uh, um, I was working a ton of hours and super stressed out. Um, and because I have three small kids and a wife, it just stopped working for me. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't need this anymore. Like, um, so I, you know, my wife was very supportive and, uh, I left my job and didn't have a new one because it was just like the, the situation was kind of becoming pretty bad, uh, where I was mm-hmm. working and I was like, you know, I'm just at the end of the year, I'll, I'm done. And, uh, got into this other place. And, um, now I work like seven hour days and 
my job is super easy and I don't have an extra phone or I don't have to take a laptop home. I don't have to do none of that stuff. So for me, you know, being a great father is top priority. Um, and so I didn't want to bring all that stress home and then take it out on my kids who have no idea why I'm upset with them. Um, because it's not their fault, you know? Um, so I was like, no, I need to make a change. And then the only challenge with my new job is just not having that mental, um, challenge every day of like, you Uh, you know what I mean? And so that's kind of what really helped push me to do the podcast was just like, this is something that's creative. Um, that is challenging that I have to work at, that I have to edit for that. You know what I mean? It creates this whole other, um, kind of, I don't know. I wouldn't call it a side business. I don't make any money from it, but it creates this whole other project for me that I get. Not to yet. Do. Yeah. 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 Uh, but it's a project that I get to do that helps fill that void um, for me that, you know, so I get to have kind of the best of both worlds of, well, you know, I have a great job with great benefits and I don't have to work a ton. And then I also have this project that fulfills that creative and um, intellectual need. So. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it's been good, um, you know, and I think it's uh, it's one of those things I would encourage everybody to do of just like, if you can afford to or figure out how to, you know, afford to do something that's going to be better for you mentally and make you happy, like, do it. Don't wait around. Um, I think COVID, as awful as this whole <clears throat> year and a half has been um because of uh seclusion because of quarantines and things like that it has been the catalyst for a lot of different people into doing similar projects you know what i mean i mean the podcast community for tabletop rpgs blew up during covid if you look at like when people's twitter pages started you're like oh shit yeah like mm-hmm. you you guys just made this thing happen just like everybody else did so Um, you know, where on the one hand, it's like, well, we're all competing for this space. On the other hand, it's cool that it's, we now have this kind of burst of creative energy towards something. Um, and I think, you know, as shitty as capitalism can be, sometimes competition helps, you know, push people forward, I think. So that's my personal opinion. I agree. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah. Um, would you... Would you uh, DM GM for your kids? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, they're too young now uh, to do it. Um, but 100%. As soon as they are old enough, I will try. And um, and if they show any interest at all, then I will continue to push them. <laughs> um, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when I was listening, I don't know when you want to wrap this up, but there's a couple of things I do want to mention mm-hmm. to you. There was, you said in Joe's episode that you enjoy spoken word. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you ever watch Def Jam? 100%. Def yeah. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Def, uh, what was it? Def Jam Poetry? Poetry. Yeah. Slam? Oh. I think something like that. Yeah. Def, I think it was Def Jam Poetry. Was incredible. I mean, absolutely. Like I used to have almost like a watch party 
with my friends that I worked with. What? Yeah. Like we didn't watch it as it came out, but I would buy the DVDs and I was like, you guys like, just oh, oh, come over. We're going to watch Def Jam poetry for two hours. <laughs> that's so, that's so dope. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, there's still some that I absolutely remember. Like, uh, like black ice. It's always so good. Um, there was a guy, Taylor. Uh, he was this white dude. He was a teacher. Um, I can't remember his last name, but his poems always were just like, uh, I just remember saying like, definitely beautiful, definitely beautiful. Like he would make these kids like rewrite those words over and over and over. So they never, uh, so they always knew what it meant. Like it was like, oh people God. go find Def Jam poetry, go watch please. all of it, please. Yeah. But with, because I was watching, <laughs> this is very much <laughs> yeah, you know, like on brand of Zach. So yeah. basically yesterday I was watching this, <clears throat> analysis breakdown of um, Connie, Connie West uh, listening party. <laughs> um, and apparently he is, is very like fashion house. Like, yeah. uh, I'm not sure if you're like follow anything fashion related, but mm-hmm. um, it's like Margiela, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, uh, so basically I was watching this person break down this, fashion show whatever then he was he was really good good about breaking it down he made it easy for somebody like me to understand because like i'm not too familiar with that kind of stuff yeah dove deep into that guy's um youtube videos and that's all he does yeah he did an analysis breakdown of virgil abloh the person who made off white uh louis vuitton fashion show fall 2021 or something like that and i didn't know but Saul Williams, if you know who Saul Williams is, yeah. he was he was a he's a poet mm-hmm. and a rapper. Yeah. And he was also in Def Jam, um, Def Slam, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um and it was like and I had it was like something I had no idea about. Yeah. So then I ended up watching it and it was like this like weird, like I was like, whoa. It was it was it felt very black, if that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah. But I was like I did not anticipate watching this Louis Vuitton fashion show <laughs> and see this guy that I used to see on Def, Jeff Jam's slow uh, poetry. Yeah. Like, this is so weird. So I was like, yeah. I got to mention this tomorrow. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, I, I used to love that. I actually did. I did two, two poetry slams. When oh, I was so younger. A writer. Yeah. 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 I don't get, I, that's one thing that I need to get back more into. Um, but I did used to write poetry constantly all the time um, and then work on writing fiction a lot. And, um, but yeah, I, uh, I was big into that, especially in college. And um, I did a couple, couple of poetry slams. I've never won one, but um, I didn't, my thing too, like I just never, um, I was never like that, like weird, like strange cadences and like, emphasizing words differently it was just more of like yeah i i was more about like delivering the lines and like you know creating space in some of those and stuff like that as as how it was written you know what i mean and i never did rhyming poetry i was more free verse so um yeah but yeah i mean it's 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 such a beautiful art form and um I wish they had never stopped making that show because that I know incredible. that yeah. would be so good. I feel like there's so the how people consume media now is I think could work really well with it. Yeah. Maybe they'll bring it back or a different kind of form someday. 
Who knows? Yeah. I would love to see it. Yeah, for sure. Well, cool, man. Um, well, thanks for coming on and, and chatting with me. And this has been a lot of fun. Um, you know, just, yeah, for sure. Uh, Maker's Misfits. Yeah, Maker's Misfits. Go listen to the show. Um, check it out. You guys are pretty much everywhere on podcasts. If you're not using Spotify, I don't know what you're doing with your life personally, but uh, they're on Apple and everything <laughs> else too. Um, but yeah, check out the show. Uh, listen to this show, of course, and uh, and we'll call it good. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you would like to reach out to us, check out the many options on the Anchor app or anchor.fm on your browser. You can also reach us at secretnerdpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the show, and if you'd like, leave a review to help us grow this thing.